grace and peace and a very Merry Christmas to you all. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really, really wonderful to be with you. My name is uh, Brett. I'm the pastor here at the table, and it's just something beautiful about gathering on Christmas Eve, huh? It's just really, really good to, to be together. So thank you so much for um, being with us tonight. So the, uh, the title of my message uh, on this Christmas Eve is um, pretty, I think, really super simple, and yet um, I think it goes right to the heart of um, what the birth of Christ um, means. I think it goes right to the heart of what it means to follow Jesus today, um, and it goes really right to the heart of, of something our world, um, I think, really desperately needs, like a message, a part of the gospel that we need, like we, we just need the good news in this specific way. So, um, so the title of my message tonight is simply this, Everyone Belongs. Everyone Belongs. And, you know, I think sometimes simple things are, are beautiful things. And, uh, of course, there's, like, lots of places in the Bible I could go to to kind of point out where I think this resonates with who, um, who Jesus is and just the, the message of the good news of Christ. Um, and we go to, like, Ephesians 2, where the Apostle Paul describes the way um, that we have these dividing walls of hostility up between us relationally. Um, it can be between individuals. It can be between, like, groups and tribes. Maybe you've tun- tuned into a little bit of that in uh, our world in uh, recent years and decades and millennia. <laughs> We've been struggling with that for a while. And he, but he says an interesting thing. He says, um, in Christ, those dividing walls of hostility start to be torn down. Uh, so that's Ephesians 2. We go to uh, Galatians 3, where he talks about um, that we have all these distinctions, you know, all these ways of kind of carving up the world and being like, well, that's them and this is me, you know. So he names kind of religious distinctions, social distinctions. He talks about um, how there's neither Jew nor Gentile, um, slave nor free, um, male nor female. I would, you know, just keep kind of going on that theme today as a black, white, gay, straight, um, rich, poor. Like we just have, you know, all the ways we have of kind of dividing up ourselves and, um, and yet he says that because of this little baby coming into the world and because of eventually what that little baby, that message that Christ would preach and eventually die for and then be resurrected for, he says that message and that life, it's starting to ripple out into the world and it's bringing those distinctions down. It's bringing those walls down. Amen. Why? Everyone belongs. Everyone belongs. And of course, it's Christmas. So you might ask, well, like, where, um, where exactly in the Christmas story do we, you know, where do we see that everyone belongs? And, uh, you know, that's interesting. Like, it's not so much any one exact verse, you know, where, and Mary declared, everyone belongs, rejoice, you know, or the angel declared. Like, it's not so much that. Um, Instead, I'd say it's more of, uh, it's some themes. So God keeps um, choosing the very people we often would not choose. He keeps bringing to the center the very folks that we often kind of nudge to the edges. And he keeps, the language the Bible uses, we'll read this in a verse later, is mindful. He's mindful. He's paying attention to the people we're just 
oh so tempted to ignore. That's what you see happening in the first Christmas. Those things happen. So let me give you some examples. So uh, like, for example, um, who was the, the first group of people? It was in the readings. If y'all were listening to those, our awesome readers. Thank you, Lucy and Keegan and Elena. Give them a hand. <laughs> Takes a lot of courage for them to come up here and a little tremble in hand. <laughs> Shaking that paper. Um, so they, they mentioned it. So who was the first group of people um, who, this is, of course, apart from, you know, like, Mary and Joseph, like those directly involved, but the first group um, who were told about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, it's interesting because um, we're, of course, familiar with the story. Some of you already have guessed it, um, but if you, like, if you didn't know the, the Christian story and you just weren't familiar, like, you'd probably think, like, oh, I don't know, it must have been, I don't know, someone high up in Judaism at that time, perhaps the high priest you know, the, the, the great rabbi, a holy man or woman, I don't know, like someone fantastic, you know. Um, but who was it who was watching their flocks by night? Did you hear it? It was the shepherds. It was the shepherds. I mean, just imagine this. Like, this is the most momentous announcement in human history. And of all people, Right? Again, we're so familiar with the story that we're not shocked. We're like, oh, of course, the shepherds, they're adorable. You know, but it's like, no, they're not adorable. Like, they're shepherds. They're, if you know anything about that culture, like, they're, you know, low on the social hierarchy. I, I love that, that when God wants to get a word out to some folks, and he, and he says, today a Savior has been born to you, he says, the shepherds. When God wants to get a word out, who did he choose? He chose, like, minimum wage, blue-collar, just regular folks. No one's special at all, at least in the eyes of the world, special to God. Why? Everyone belongs. Everyone belongs. Everyone has a place in the story. Or here's another question. Um, who was it? Uh, who, who the the first people to worship Jesus, at least in the biblical story. The first people to worship Jesus. Uh, again, um, we, if, you didn't, if you're not familiar, you might think, like, I don't know, probably the local temple you know, in Jerusalem worship leaders. That would make sense. They would be the, further the, further the professionals. Uh, but no, if you, if you know from the, the Bible, um, it's, it was actually, it was the three magi, the magi. We know them as, uh, well, we know them from the, the old carol as we three kings of Orientar, but that part's not really in the Bible. It's the, the magi. And you say, what is a magi? Well, it's short for um, magician. And not magician as in like, let me do a card trick for you. This is like, this is where some of you are going to get a little uncomfortable, but it's in the, I'm just preaching the Bible. Uh, it's magician as in sort of, in the, in the ancient world, kind of, um, you know, foreigner, astrologer, kind of a scientist, but also with a spiritual bent. I mean, honestly, we'd kind of call them like a wizard. And we, I mean, this is what's interesting. Like, I was thinking back, you know, 15 years ago during the, the whole Harry Potter craze. Anyone remember the... So a lot of hysteria around the Harry, Harry Potter and those books were getting popular and people, you know, Christians were very concerned. I think if you actually read the books, I don't think there's a lot to be concerned about. But 
Okay, people were freaking out, but it was just kind of funny that they were like, you know, don't buy those Harry Potter books for your kids this Christmas. Don't do that. There's wizards in there. And then I'm imagining those exact same people walking out their door, getting their nativity scene all, you know, kind of out the garage. And, and then what do they do? They set up the nativity scene and then with loving and gentle care, just neatly arrange three wizards around Jesus. And they're like, don't buy those Harry Potter books, though. And, I mean, just, it's magicians from the East, wizards from the East, foreigners, pagans, astrologers. Like, what, what is God saying when they're the first people to get it? Sometimes, uh, I, let me frame it, frame it like this. God delights in using the outsiders to upend and confound the religious insiders. <laughs> and I mean, just imagine the first people in human history recorded in the Bible, it says they bowed down and they worshiped the Lord Jesus. They worshiped him. But what's God saying when they're the first ones to get it? Everyone is welcome, everyone belongs. And on and on I could go. I won't. The kids are already getting antsy, so I won't. Um, I'll just mention one more. Um, Mary. You know, it's interesting for us. I mean, it's Mary. It's Mary. Mary, mother of God. Like, my goodness, this is everything. But again, we're so familiar with the story that we miss it. Like, she, who was Mary? Mary was a nobody. She doesn't know. I mean, she was from Nazareth. We say, Nazareth, that's an amazing place. You know, like, Nope, they've actually excavated it. Like, gone back, archaeology, it was like five huts. It was like, no, it was nothing. And yeah, I love, this is, and actually, here's the thing. Even Mary knew, like, she kind of knew, like, oh my gosh, why me? This is uh, Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 49. And Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. It's not just internal state, like I'm so humble. It's like, you know, socially, the humble state, the, the lowly position. He's been mindful of it. From now on, she says, almost in shock, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. In other words, what she's saying, I can't believe it. Like, God has been mindful of me. God has paid attention to me. Like, who, who am I? I'm like so, I'm, I'm lowly on the social hierarchy. But what's, he, what's God saying? God sees her and chooses her and loves her and says, Mary, I've got great things for you. What's God doing when he chooses not a princess, not a queen, contrary to all the Disney movies, although they're trying to move away from some of those cliches, good for them, right? But, but what, what is God saying when he doesn't choose the high and mighty, but he chooses lowly, humble Mary from Nowheresville, Nazareth? Everyone is welcome. Everyone belongs. Everyone has a part to play. Everyone's included. And I think that's um, really good news because here's the thing. If everyone belongs, my friend, that means you belong to. You belong to. And of course, you could say like, well, 
yes, I get it. Like everyone, yes, God is love. And so everyone, so God loves, you know, me and I belong, I guess maybe because, you know, I mean, I'm kind of a part of the whole, but it's like, no, it's more specific than that. Like God loves you, you, like you belong. Why is that true? Because God has wrapped himself in flesh and come among us and given a dignity and a value to every single human person who's ever lived. Regardless of of class, their status, how much money they make, how awesome their job is, how handsome, how how skinny, how large, how like, and whatever the thing, like at the end of the day, God's just saying, like, I choose you. I love you. And of course, just think of the life of Christ, not just his birth, but how did he live? I mean, who did he love? Were there any limits to that love? Sorry, I'm yelling. I'm very, I'm very worked up. But it's, in this, this is the good news of the gospel, right? This is the good news of the gospel. You belong. You belong. God has chosen you. God has loved you. God says you're welcome. You're included. You've got a place at the table. Like, this is, this is the gospel message. This is the good news of Jesus. You belong. But I will be completely straightforward and honest with you. Um, there is a little bit of troubling news So the good news is you belong. The troubling news is they belong too. Say, who is they? They, thank you. They are all of the people that you and I kind of think deep down, they really shouldn't belong. (laughs) That's who they is. All the people, you and I are very tempted to think like, oh, just, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't know about them. And, um, and I mean, let's be honest, in our, in our world, in our country, in our churches, oh, we have whole groups of people that we have said, sometimes we're even open about it. <laughs> you know, but they just, they don't belong. They just, they don't belong. But here's what's so fascinating um, is or maybe it's not fascinating, it's sad, and it's somewhat ironic that it's often the very people that, that God in the Christmas story says, oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. The poor, the uneducated, the backwards, the very young, the very old, the foreigners, pagans, those with strange theology, theology not like mine, those aren't my God thoughts, (laughs) but everyone is welcome, everyone belongs, and that's why the gospel comes to us this Christmas as both and encouraging word, you belong, you belong, and a purifying fire. They belong, too. So scapegoating, be gone. Judgment, blaming, be gone. Social cohesion by exclusion, be gone. Class snobbishness 
speak on. Religious arrogance. Be gone. Irrational fear of the stranger, the foreigner, the immigrant, the outsider. Be gone. Why? Because in Christ, the dividing walls are coming down. The hostility is melting. Because everyone belongs. In Christ, this Christmas, everyone belongs. Will you bow your heads? Lord Jesus, you are no longer the baby in the manger. You are Lord of all things and all people. And tonight you have spoken a word of belonging over us. God, I lift up every person who has just struggled with feelings of inferiority, of unworthiness, of low self-esteem and self-worth. God in the flesh, you have come among us and our souls have felt their worth. There is a dignity and a beauty in each and every one of us for we are your children. Help us this Christmas to live into that truth and empower us to extend that same welcome and sense of belonging to every single person we meet because they belong too. And so forgive us for our fear, forgive us for our scapegoating and our blaming of the very people you have called your children this Christmas. God, make us the most radically loving and inclusive people this world has ever seen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So when you came in, there was a small candle on your seat. You can go ahead and get that out in just a minute. Um, Jeff and Mike are going to come forward and we'll, we'll start um, lighting those. But um, if you are joining us online, we love having you with us uh, through the wonders of the internet. And so we want to invite you too to get a candle maybe from your, you know, your house, your kitchen, your living room. Get a candle. Um, in just a minute, we're going to light this uh, together. So tonight, Advent, um, which is really a season of waiting for Christ to come, that comes to an end. And Christmas begins. And so as we light these candles, um, may it be a symbol, a proclamation of the light of Christ, the light of hope, the light of love, and the light of belonging. And my prayer is that as this, this lighting kind of ripples through this space, that it would go into our hearts, our lives, and then out to a very hurting world that's really drowning in hostility and those dividing walls. So as we um, remember Christ, as we light these candles, let's just allow it to recenter us, remind us who we are, that we're the belonging people. <laughs>